Visit us at podlanderpresents.com to find information on all of our shows. Not enough fuzz. I like it when it goes... This is now a Foley Artist Podcast. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Here's here's how we're going to start. Okay. Um, Neither of you have read the books. No. I know you have been... You watched on Friday? Yes. I'm saying you to Amelia. You watched on Friday. Yes. Have you consulted the internet about who the Nuclevy is? No. Okay. You have any fucking idea who that is? Obviously, it's somebody from the past. Yeah, because of outfit. Not only the outfit, but Roger's reaction. It's somebody yeah. he knows very well. Sure. Richard Rankin really doing some heavy lifting for <gasps> us in that. Yeah. Oh, I have an idea. Oh, okay. I have an idea. Could it be like one of the guys who hung him? Yes, it could. Uh, oh my God. Welcome uh, to Podlander Podcast and Atlanta Podcast. Amelia ruined the bit. I'm Allison. Hi. I'm Julie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, guys, that was a short bit. Oh, well, hold on. No, because now, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Fucking, you're going to have to find a way to edit this. This is the part where we let the Crowdcast people go away about their death. We let Liz go to Legoland in peace. Yeah. Um, so hold, please. Now we're back. Amelia and I have reconciled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank God. Uh, so... We're just going to get this out of the way because this is the big thing with this episode. They put in a lot of work over the last several episodes to make us go, hmm, who's the Nuklevy? Hmm, curious. Hmm. It's got to be a human. They're eating Pringles. And like drinking 40s. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out in the woods. I don't know why I'm going Frank Oz in this moment, but I was headed down the Frank Oz path. Keep going. Who's the Nuklevy? <laughs> Um, it's like angry yoda (laughs) like angry um yoda mixed with miss piggy yes Mm -hmm. yes she's the angry part (laughs) marry me you must (laughs) (laughs) okay uh but we're not here to talk about frank oz we're here to talk about a biffed reveal so yeah he turns around and we we're like so who's that um so there's an easy way for me to call to mind exactly who this person is, because this role was recast, but I know you will oh. remember the first person because it was Gilf. It was Gilf. Yes. Um, so at the time, you may recall me going, what? Um, or, huh? <laughs> or even, what? Uh, huh? What? Because it's uh, quite, quite an age gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is too old for that part. Too old. Jeez. I wonder why they had him play it. Funsies. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I promise you it was funsies. And what's the character's name? Is it Dougal? Buck. Buck. Buck so McKenzie. He, he is a relative of Dougal's, though, right? Through Dougal's line? Yes. Okay, like... Be- nephew or some shit like that? Something, Something like I, that. I'll have to... I'll consult the internet. Okay. Um... But I don't feel this, I do not consider this even remotely a spoiler, because the way that scene is shot, 
And this is obviously not a director problem. What the director couldn't be like previously <laughs> by Gil <laughs> show, you know what yeah. I mean? Like Lallybrook, nineteen eighty. Like, they're, what was she gonna do? Mm-hmm. Wait, I need previously on. So Gilf was originally supposed to be the Nuckleby. No, what? Gilf played this part when he was on the show the first time. So your guess, one of the people who hanged Roger. Uh huh. So if you recall, if you recall, the way that came about is Roger was carrying a white flag and um and had you know identifying information and they because he thought roger was hitting oh, on when they, when his they wife recast gilf as someone who wasn't gilf yes they, i it, forgot about that it was gilf playing a relative playing of gilf, i right? forgot about that and they've recast that person with this actor which is Probably very good casting. He looks kind of the way I imagined Buck McKenzie to look in my head, only he was originally played by somebody very memorable because it was stunt casting. Mm -hmm. This isn't even like... Uh, earlier before we started recording I made a comparison this would be like if they had a big Jenny reveal only they had recast Jenny and so now we're supposed to know who that is uh, without any sort of context clues Mm -hmm. but that's not even accurate because the original Buck McKenzie reveal was a reveal yes because it was stunt casting Mm -hmm. right So so it would be more like um like if the first time we met Black Jack Randall's sickly, waif-like, handsome brother. He was played by Tobias Menzies. <laughs> and then the second time he wasn't, and we were supposed to know the difference. Right. Um, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. And Richard Rankin, you know what? Salute. We have all done acting. Everybody here knows what it is like to be given an impossible assignment mm-hmm. and Give it your best shot anyway. Richard Cheers. Rankin. See? Cheers. Just Cheers. selling the ever-loving crap He out of really that. did a good yeah, job. Because he the, earned that beard. He did. He did. Because he was showing me that it's somebody he has a long history with, even though I don't know who the fuck it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he was taking us on a journey. The problem is, we're on the wrong fucking map. Right? <laughs> like, it would be like if Roger's, Roger's um, ley lines map with the star in the middle that we see in this yeah. episode, right? He was like, it's here. It's right here. And he, in his brain, he's pointing at the dam. And we're looking at a map, and it's a map of Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> like, it does, we're like, what, the Haunted Mansion? I don't understand. Um, what? A bizarre. It really, as you said, whiff. Whiff is whiff. the right word. And I, like, I, I don't read the books. I didn't know it was supposed to be Buck. But even I could feel how bad that whiff was. Even well, because though, you could tell it was supposed to be someone. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell it was supposed to be someone. I mean, yeah. I guess. No. It, no, there's just, just no. Well, let's let this actor take over and I'm sure be he'll great be great. At Buck. I'm sure he'll be great. Because but it was a weird thing. We love gilf yeah he shouldn't have been playing that part in the first place but why didn't they just go why why couldn't it would the writing would have been worse but better if he had just gone buck mckenzie aren't you the one who hanged me (laughs) because you thought i was flirting with your wife well i got irish for a second there even though really she was my great great grandma or whatever the fuck her relationship was you thought i was flirting i wasn't flirting oh see again i'm irish again it's fine now they're after me lucky charms guys um But no, but no. no. Yeah, it was it was not great. It's uh, that's fine. We don't really. I mean, but, oh, 
Buck McKenzie, as I live and breathe, what are you, a fellow time traveler, doing here in the 1980s? The last time I saw you, you were arranging for me to be hanged. That cost me my voice for a convenient period of time. (laughs) Not too long. But bet you didn't think you'd be speaking with me again in two ways. Why have you been harassing my children? Oh, yeah. Did you need some more Pringles, motherfucker? <laughs> I was putting away my groceries and just just jamming. And then you had to go stick your face that I don't recognize, but intuitively sense I've seen before in my window. I could keep doing this monologue for a while. <laughs> just, yeah, it was. Um, so that's the Nuclevy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Julie, your guesses were not right. No. But with... Correct energy. Yeah. And I personally feel robbed of the chance to watch your uh, flicker of semi-victory slash (laughs) delight at once again seeing an actor we like, even if he's miscast, slash Mm. confusion. Yeah, it would have been. Instead, it was just confusion. Well. It was like... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Sad trombone. It's too bad because I thought this episode was pretty excellent otherwise. Uh, which, speaking of, we are talking about season six, se- season seven, seven episode, episode six. six. When, when the, the water meets something, where something. The, where the waters, where meet. the waters meet, and never the twain shall meet. Um, where the Jamies meet, where <laughs> the Frasers meet. Uh, where this the was, Terminators terminate. Where the yes. ter- <laughs> oh my God! When he said, "I'll kill him." Did you just die laughing? Oh, don't worry. I'll kill oh, you. Yeah. You don't want to kill any young whippersnappers. Oh, no, no. I didn't say that. No, I'll kill him. Um, this was written by Sarah H. Hot and directed by Tracy Deer, who also directed last week's episode. I feel like this one was less um, visually sumptuous. Yes. But was still very well directed. Mm-hmm. It booked. It booked right along. Mm-hmm. It just kept moving. And, and they're doing an excellent fast. job of making Rob Cameron seem like we should think that he's a nice guy but we have all existed in this world as female persons too long to be fooled by that bullshit yeah. roger on the other hand mm-hmm. no he held out for a while but we watched him get bamboozled also someone in the someone in the crowd cast said never trust someone who invites themselves to dinner yes okay, speaking of julie i'm coming over on tuesday okay. you're going to cook <laughs> I sure hope so. Because okay. <laughs> if not, you're going to be sitting on the sidewalk, delivering out with the random porta potty that's sitting in front yeah, of Julie's yeah, they're, they're doing masonry work on the back of the building. Neil, do you have any thoughts on this pressing issue? What issue? I don't know. People who invite themselves over for dinner and or recasting. Uh, the second one, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about recasting. I don't have any strong feelings one or the other. People inviting themselves over for dinner. <sighs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've had some weird experience. Yeah. Was it me? No. It will be me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? The, the worst was actually when I had somebody over. We had somebody over for dinner. We had somebody over for dinner, and we all worked together to make a, me- a shared meal that we were having, and it was this beautiful thing. And then somebody just decided to stop by. Sort of unannounced. Oh my god! And then started eating that. the food no. off the table that no. we all prepared. It was not you. <laughs> I was, was it livid. <laughs> no, I will not be naming names. But I was so mad. That's weird. I was just like, what? <laughs> but anyway, that was a long time ago. Listen, 
if someone is going to borge it, borge, barge into <laughs> if your, someone's borging in, it's you. <laughs> if someone is going to borge into your revolutionary fort uninvited. It's the borges. You, it's the borges. <laughs> you should just burn all of your food. There couldn't possibly be any negative repercussions. <laughs> I'd be really sad though. It was, I made, I had made wontons. That's right. I had, I had deep fried. Oh God, that is a fucking commitment. And then just walked right in, took one off the table and ate it in my face. And I'm like, you. Mm. I have a question. Mm. Is it the same person that eats the group fondue like Mm -mm. it's group fondue when it's not? Same area. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Could you spear them both on the end of a fondue fork with ease? Just one jab. No. Are you going to watch Outlander right now, Neil? Well, no, no, I'm going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, it's the game over Jeremy's. It's <laughs> <laughs> Outlander. Kill a few people for me, for Jamie. Right. Yeah. Two kids in a trench coat or die. Yeah. Bye, Neil. Bye. I think I must be bad at D&D because everybody else that we started playing D&D with initially is playing d and I'm not. Yeah, but that's by choice. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I think I'm bad at D&D. I thought you were setting our group up for something hysterical. Oh, I'm I'm bad at D and D master dungeon mistressing, dungeon mistressing. And by that I mean I am pretty good at it, but I get so paralyzed with anxiety that I just can't yeah, do it anymore. Don't do that. Uh, however, if somebody would like to steal my idea, do a D and D campaign <laughs> where you make everybody roll for period synchronization, yes. and then if the periods synchronize, then uh, everybody gets a bonus to strength or something. Mm-hmm. Do that. It was a good idea. Why did he come back? I don't know. Ugh. Did he want a wonton? <laughs> um, okay. We have three uh, plot lines as per use yeah. in this story. Sort of? I guess maybe? No, it's really just the two. Well, the Fort Ticonderoga plot line has a lot, There's of, a lot of shit going on overlap. in it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically right now there's past sea times and there's 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with the 80s because it's I shorter. like VH1. I love the 80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's shorter and also somehow, impossibly, that is the storyline I'm the most excited about this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, they've really been killing it. Um, I was so disappointed when they busted out that map and Roger didn't say, oh my God, what if it's the reason the Loch Ness Monster is here? Because that's my favorite thing that has been cut from the show so far. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's going to make it? No, we no. would have happened already. Okay, all right. Excuse me, but I've been wrong before. You never mm-hmm. know. But no, this would have been um, like season two. Okay. As a reminder, the theory is that if there is a stone circle or a stone circle-like disturbance in the force in a body of water, which there would have, statistically, there would we- have to be. The planet yeah. is covered in it. Yes. Signs. That would be... <laughs> That movie pissed me off so bad. I really enjoyed that movie, but it is a fair point. Mm -hmm. Swing away. Man, you can fucking fly a spaceship, and you don't know that this planet is 80% water. Get the fuck out. (laughs) You deserve to be splashed with water by uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who believes in God because of chewing gum. Ugh, whatever. I okay, anyway. love that mo- Hold on, have you not seen Signs? No. Don't. It seems scary. Is See it scary? It, it, it is. is. There's That's one really... Mm. There, sorry. There are two great scary moments in that mm. movie, and I will give them credit. I, I won't go into it, but they, they're really great. But the movie itself, overall... It's a, it is a classic M. Night Shyamalan in that 
most of the time when he has a like a twist at the end, you go, huh? But that doesn't mean that everything leading up to that point isn't pretty solid. Mm-hmm. What you really need to know is that Joaquin Phoenix has a monologue about how he believes in the existence of God because he was getting ready to make out with a drunk girl at a party. He realized he had chewing gum in his mouth. He turned away to take the chewing gum out and she vomited. Also, Cherry Jones is in it. <laughs> <laughs> but but weirdly, response. none of the E's in are- the end credits. The E's were all threes. What? It was so strange. So weird. Um, so. In the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love them. Brianna is very hyped about uh, Dick Rutgers. Yes. He's pacing back and forth in Roger's beautiful study, which I don't know why it's not there. Okay, presumably, Brie also has an office somewhere. I would guess, but, you know, she, she really likes to... Maybe she has a workshop somewhere. Ooh. Maybe that's what she does. See, Maybe she's on. set up shop in the priest hole. She's just in, she's like playing wacky inventor. Yeah, she's doing some, she's making more matches. <laughs> Although she doesn't have to anymore. It's just become habit. Now she's building a spaceship. <laughs> you know what? She would know about the water though. I swear to God, she would she know. Would. She would. She would have ruined the plot of science. Yeah. Um, however, she probably would have done very well in the village. Mm, that one I didn't see because science pissed me off so bad. I yeah. never saw another Shyamalan movie. <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. There's another one where a beach makes you old. I've, isn't it just called old? Yes. Nice. <laughs> In old, Gilf is not recast. Good. Mm-hmm. We love him. Oh, is he in old? No, I'm just okay. trying to think of an outliner and die into it. I, I didn't see that one either. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's good, though? Mm-hmm. The Sixth Sense. That movie is mm-hmm. good. And you know what else? Mm-hmm. Jemmy can definitely see dead people. Oh, yes! Yeah. Yes! Yeah. He's given me Haley Joel Osment energy. Mm-hmm. For some reason in my head, Haley Joel Osment just whispered, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> it's know It's like why. Field of Dreams. Field of... Those are also dead people. So yes, you're right. Yes! Oh, oh my God. God. That's God. Why. The Haley Joel Osment Cinematic Universe oh, Spiritual Edition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a- anyway, Buck McKenzie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's there. How? We don't know. Why? We don't know. It's the dick jizz. It's the dick mm-hmm. rock jizz. Or some other stone circle. Yeah, something nearby. He's a time traveler. Clear. Well, they're mm. related. That's true. Oh my God, how far can we go with this? I don't know. How many babies can these people have? Doesn't that, doesn't that mean that Jamie could travel through time? No, he is a Fraser and not a Mackenzie. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because. Buck McKenzie, he, he's not a time traveler because of Gilf. Mm-hmm. Why is he a time traveler? Galus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is. This could not possibly be a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It's not. It's not. Because Roger was all about the genealogies. He's yes. the witch's get. Yeah. If you remember yes. the witch's get, mm-hmm. he's the witch's get. Mm-hmm. Um. And he might be a little emotionally unstable, mm. but also people can grow and change. Okay. Well, looking forward to it, Buck. Take me on that journey. He's got a great leather coat on. Yeah. That's always good news. Mm. But before that, before Roger spots the knuckle V peering through the window. Also, I got to say that man looks nothing like a corpse on a horse. No. no, I've been thinking about that all fucking week. 
I'm like, why does the weird little kid call it a knuckle V when it's a horse man, when it's got actual horse legs? He's not looking at horse legs. He's just looking at a dude. Well, I think the implication is that he said he was the knuckle V, oh. but still, he doesn't look like a horse, corpse horse man. Mm-mm. He doesn't look like the bodies exhibit. No. Corpse horse. <laughs> Ooh. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. I will always laugh at that. That's a good one. Um. It's just put kind of a bad taste in my mouth about the rest of this cool storyline. Well, it was a very Brie light. So we can say Brie comes in excited about Dick Rock just, and that's kind of it for Brie. The rest of it is all Roger teaching kids Gaelic. Well, first of all, he goes to the school mm-hmm. to lay down the fucking law. Right, don't grab my son's ear. Hi, it's me, Roger McKenzie. I Stop am it. at least 10 inches taller than you. Nice jacket. Don't get me wrong. The principal was styling. Natty. But he, Natty gentleman. But Roger could have been like, I'm an eternal neck. I'm considerably taller than you are. I hear you hit my son. And then the principal is like, I had to. I have to back up my teachers, which... I don't agree, but fine. Uh, Roger, he's like, let's let's move on. Um, uh, so why the fuck was my? Did she almost rip my son's ear off because he said Gaelic? And then she, he, the principal says, well, he said, God, I should have written it down. Um, she was like a goat's breath, something goat's breath, witch. Booty popping sex machine type of something like that. Yeah. But there was goat's, goat's breath, breath was in, involved. Which goat's breath ooh, was involved. And mm-hmm. also um witch, wetch was involved. I just kept thinking, uh, come guzzling whore. Yeah. <laughs> which is not I really Lisa. thought he went really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was considerably tamer than that. Uh, but the principal is like, so sorry about that. Well, I'll talk to her. Uh Jim should maybe not call his teacher a come sucking whore mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe but the gallic was cool but the gallic like was cool it? Wink, hey wink. you seem pretty fired up about gallic do i remember correctly that you were a teacher and roger's like yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. yes is yeah. it my sorry it's hard for me to remember <laughs> back that far because i traveled in time between then and now oh wait sorry i shouldn't have said that god uh, uh, it would be uh, terrible uh, if anybody found out i was a time traveler i should really make sure to not reveal that to anyone inadvertently mm, note to self i feel a little coming on yes that was julie doing middle fingers yeah. um which but as a reminder that's how rob cameron's name is pronounced it's rob double barrel <laughs> cameron um and he says i've been looking for someone who would teach gallic do you want to teach gallic he's like you know what i, I think I do. I do so then he and brie are doing their um um uh time traveler's guide to time traveling or whatever hitchhiker's guide to time traveling he's calling it the hitchhiker's guide which is hilarious are you really calling it that no just to myself just very charming he's so excited Mm -hmm. they're talking about ley lines they're drawing things on a map they've got huge murder board energy they're writing in a book brie is wearing a cute t-shirt and pacing everybody Mm -hmm. is into it and then she says are you supposed to be teaching your class and he stands up he is wearing a dress shirt and his boxers yes excellent zoom pandemic energy um (laughs) It's like, oh no, Brie, will you pack my bag for me? She says yes, and she scoops up all of the late Reverend Wakefield's hymnals plus a hitchhiker's guide to time travel Mm -hmm. by Douglas Adams. Puts Mm -hmm. it in his satchel, and then uh, Roger asks a completely unnecessary question, and he says, kilt her pants. At which point, every single person watching Outlander yelled, Kilt at the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brianna just kind of went, yeah, what they said. He puts on his kilt, <laughs> he zips off to teach his class, and then, guys, we get 
the first thing in the history of the show where I thought there is like a 2% chance it's a shout out for us. Mm. All the rest of the time, we are joking. We do not actually think they are blowing up the windows as a nod to us. We do not actually think Daphne is stealing bits from us. Mm, I do. Okay. The social media pro thinks maybe there's a chance, but not in the show. Fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe on social media. Who knows? What? But not in the show. Uh, however, until now, until now, because Roger specifically <laughs> in his class, which is to a bunch of children, but also some adults, mentions walking wool, which you will remember as being the thing where they're moving the wool around to soften it up, sing it on the table. We can't do it in London. And and then Claire says. What's that lovely aroma? <laughs> Whatever the fuck she says. And one of my favorite actors in the history of the show, who had all of maybe five lines, but they made a big impression, let's give it up for her, says the immortal words, Hot Pass Clear. Um, so even if it wasn't actually a shout out for us, I think we can pretend that it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he talks about... Um, uh, songs, songs, line singing, line singing, mm-hmm. uh, which, as he explains, was something because nobody had books because they were fucking morons. Just kidding. Um, so he gets all the Call kids and, response and their um, uncles, their creepy fucking uncles, yeah. and also like a nice old lady <laughs> and some parents and some like young hot moms and the principal, but mostly these kids to do a little line singing with him. And the principal comes up and he's all like, Bueller! And says, uh, that come was back. really great. Please yeah. come back. And Roger says, I don't mind if I do. I think I will. Um, and then Rob <sighs> Cameron walks up to Roger and introduces himself. And Roger gets... Richard Rankin was good this episode. He guys. got flustered. He, mm-hmm. But he, at first he's pissed. He's like, oh, I know who you are. You work with my wife. And you can see him being like, you don't even know. I've killed a man. I've killed several men. I killed men for my mother-in-law. I killed men for my wife. I cut off a dead man's balls and put them in a jar so his ghost could fuck them. <laughs> so his ghost could fuck them. The bottle. With his balls in it. Why is this a runner? Why? Because it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, also, we don't know that Roger cut those balls off, but I like to pretend that he did. Yeah. I like to pretend that he... Just like dove into the fucking ocean. Yoink. Zoink. Um, souvenir. Uh, I get some scallops while I'm down here too. <laughs> Seafood. And uh, Rob Cameron uh, puts him on his back foot a little bit by saying, oh, she's the best plant inspector we've had in years. It's a, it's a pleasure working with her. And Roger's like, that sounds surprisingly progressive and reasonable, but I still don't trust you. And then Rob Cameron is chit-chatting about being a history buff, bloody bloody blah and he was so excited to look at these old hymnals, but instead he got this, and he hands over a notebook and says, are you working on a novel? And Roger, not Richard Rankin, I'm assuming this is a choice on Richard Rankin's part, yes. goes, yeah, yeah, it's a novel. That's mm-hmm. the ticket. <laughs> That's, wow, where did I put that novel? That's- Instead of just going, yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. isn't it cool? Yeah. Because then you remove any mm-hmm. thing Why? around yes. it. Yes. Yes. I was worried my sister Amy burned it, but I'm so glad it's safe <laughs> in the knapsack. <laughs> Man, we're doing a lot of Little Women references this season. 
good. Mm-hmm. Or I have the Claire references about it being um, your only beauty only been in my head. Might have only been in your head. Okay. Every time Claire has the bisexual bob, I think, oh, you're one beauty. Um, that's not true. Katrina Belf is radiantly beautiful. Yes. Um, but I love an Amy March reference. What can I say? Anyway, so Roger <laughs> covers very badly. Yeah. And then uh, says something like, I guess I got to get jam and get home to make the dinner. And uh, Rob Cameron pounces right on that. And is like, how's that working out for yeah, you? How's that? Uh, uh, just in case you were feeling... Like, maybe I wasn't a weirdo. I'm just going to go ahead and passive aggressively make it clear that I think that you're a cuck. Yeah. And then Roger's like, oh, well, what my I wife got can't going cook. in the kitchen is <laughs> I put Brie to shame. Yeah, my wife Roger, can't come cook. come on, buddy. Self-preservation. Um, and <laughs> Rob Cameron's like, oh, well, I'd like to try it next week. And then Roger says, don't eat my fucking wontons. <laughs> Uh, no, he says, uh, okay. okay. And Rob Cameron mm-hmm. says, I'll bring the wine. And off he goes with his little shit ass nephew. Me, 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 me. I really suck. But I'm going to try to make you think that I don't. Mm-mm. See, I just, I know we're supposed to hate him. I know we're supposed to not like him. But what I worry about is not him because it's clear who he is. He's that guy. It's that vibe. Yeah. But I worry about how it's going to resolve itself spoiler not great yeah Mm -hmm. um was it the fact that his name is pronounced with a in the middle that gave it away it's his ability to charm someone it's his like uh with that weird whatever he did to roger he like glamored roger you could kind of feel it it was a little like pickup artist energy yes Mm -hmm. yeah we hate him. Yeah, yeah. I can tell. He's a jerk. Yeah. Roger, I just don't, don't want to have see- that man in your home. I don't want to see the storyline, and I know I'm going to have to see the storyline. Yeah. On the upside, mm-hmm. makes for some good drama. Okay. If they hew at all closely to what happens in the book, then your favorite category of Outlander, the bonkers category, is going to be in full fucking effect. Yay. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, as... If we if we follow along with the book storyline, then Rob Cameron will set into motion a chain of events that will <laughs> unleash the bat shit crazy on the rest of this season. I would guess primarily the second half of the season because we only have two episodes left in this half of the season. I know. I can't believe it's wild. Amelia's Mm -hmm. face is she's concerned. I'm concerned. What are you concerned about? Is it the Loch Ness Monster? It's a Loch Ness Monster. And also like. Okay, we have two more Sundays, so then I have to work harder to invite myself over to Julie's for dinner going forward in between the seasons. Wontons. Yeah, guys. Isn't that great? No. Anyway, then we see Roger. He's done some grocery shopping. We've got some vintage labels on some cleaning products. And he is listening to some some Celtic jams. Yeah, he's feeling his oats, baby. I'm putting away the flour. I'm putting away the bread. I'm putting away all the salt and the pepper and the ranch dressing. And then there's some creep outside his window, and we already talked about that shit. (laughs) Yes, and it is not Graham McTavish. Yeah. Um, Look, doesn't this guy look vaguely like a character Graham McTavish played several seasons ago? Bizarre. Anyway, the costumes remain excellent. Excellent. In Roger the 80s. His sweater. Good. He mm-hmm. looks real good in the he looks good in wool and wear. Yeah. He looks good in a turtleneck. He looks good in a kilt with a button down with a sweater over it with those big fat brown buttons. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love those. Mm-hmm. 
I love a sweater with a collar. Yes. Yeah. Cowl neck sweater. Mm. Neil's been looking for the ideal one for several years. It's his one missing fall piece. He says it every year. <laughs> I really want a cowl neck sweater. Cowl neck cardigan. I thought cowl neck is drapey. But they call it that too mm-hmm. with the, the backwards, that big round. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, especially on a sweater. But yeah, he looks great. We Like I said, we don't see Brie a lot, but she's also really cute. And we we only see Jimmy in the class, in the yeah, Gallic class. Yeah, Mandy is uh, oh. somewhere setting fire to the house. The yeah. principal, though, I would like to shout out his costume. Yes. Because that tie and that jacket together were amazing. I'm like, this guy. It's screams, um, it's a costume that screams nerd, but if you wore it right now, you'd be styling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like Buddy Holly vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, that right. was a Weezer reference, guys. Okay, so that's Deuce's the 80s. 80s by. Meanwhile, back at Fort Ticonderoga, oh, man. which they revisit because why on earth would you build that set for a single episode, or I guess an episode and a half? It's a big fucking set. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire, in one of several instances where just when I think I'm out, they drag me back in, um, finds herself back at Fort Ticonderoga because they're scampering through the woods. The rebels are trying to escape. Yeah, they're trying to rebel, rebel their way out (laughs) of danger. When all of a sudden they hear um, some painfully British stereotypical quote unquote war cries and all of the... um, normals are like oh my god they're gonna get us the indians are gonna get us whereas jamie and ian are like let's go look at these british motherfuckers pretending to be indians hold yeah. on we'll be right back and they scamper off and they see them and they're like okay okay god damn it, guys so they're encouraging people to move away from where the redcoats are they're trying to scare them out of their hiding spot is what they say um Jamie and Ian go to check things out. Claire is rounding people up when she realizes that Panicky makes sad face from the previous episode, who is saying some pretty xenophobic things mm-hmm. um, about uh, native people um, uh, is missing. So Claire goes looking for her. There is a brief shocking scene where she lets the fear get the better of her and uh content warning skip ahead like 30 seconds we're not going to dwell on this scene if you don't want to listen to it uh and puts a gun to her head and kills herself it is brutal shocking yep mm-hmm. um and then claire gets dragged away by a red coat who she somehow did not hear or see sneaking up on her despite the boots and the coat yeah claire i mean i get it was we shocking. saw her leaving we saw her leaving that clearing though and so I was a little bit confused by that. Maybe they caught her on the other side and drug her back through that something, area, something yeah. like that. Uh, so she find, winds her up back at Fort Ticonderoga, where she is put into like a literal hog pen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, little gate. Do yeah. hunt version 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Um, which she could literally step over the gate, but they insist on opening it every time. Every time. time. <laughs> uh, uh, she finds Walter, who is... Not doing Ailing. great. His leg is as good as could be expected, but he's got a cough that Claire uses nature's stethoscope and puts her ear to his chest and immediately looks worried. And she says, oh, it could just be mucus. And he goes, then why do you look more worried when, when the British were about to attack the fort? Which, six turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she explains that it could be an embolism. embolism. Pulmonary embolism. Um, which would be bad. And he goes, oh, okay. Great. great. Um, 
So she, Will you look up that actor's name? Yes. Because he is so good. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about um, the first red coat Claire interacts with, um, the piss ant. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's a little uh, Napoleon, let's call him mm-hmm. Napoleon, um, who is in charge of the... <laughs> hog pen yeah. that all the sick people are in and he's not supposed to let anybody go anywhere and he's just a little piss ant. Mm-hmm. like what did you what did you think immediately when you saw this actor's face um i failed my audition to be one of the queen's guard that lucille ball tries to get to laugh in that one episode of i love lucy and now i'm here <laughs> as a backup yes exactly yes. that's the energy this guy yes. is serving so once again we're confronted with Ugh, that guy that guy um, but she manages to get some, get him to go get some water for everybody. So there's no food. And we find out that the food that is coming to the fort is two days away. Like something happened to the supply chain. I wonder if that mm. will come back. Uh, also, we should note that, uh, the little piss ant is like, man, I'm fine. I'll give you some water. But Claire actually finds out that the food is two days behind because she runs into someone she knows. Mm. On her second lap of, I need supplies for these sick people. Why the fuck can't you British assholes get it together? And that's when she walks out of the hog pen herself, right? She's yeah, like, she's she's just like I gotta yeah, do this. Gotta, gotta go. Yeah, she's like, all right, I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> she did very much that energy. Yeah. Sir? 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 And she chases down a random red coat, which just happens to be her son's off, her husband's offspring. Yeah. And th- there's fucking Katrina has such a great reaction. There is a hot moment where you see her recognize him, recognize Jamie, and give him just the slightest up and down. <laughs> and it made me laugh. <laughs> but it was very skillfully done. So thank you, Katrina, for that moment. And dude, this guy, Charles Vandervoort. Thank you. Thank you. Glad you're good. Because you look exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a little weird. Okay. Uh, let's, let's talk about Walter Woodcock okay. and get the rest of the storyline done. Uh, Toby, I'm guessing it's Bakare. Toby um, Bakare. Great fucking work. Both episodes. Your scenes with Claire were great. Thank you. He has done 52 episodes of Death in Paradise, mm. uh, a British mystery series. Yep. Um, he was also in Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Mm. Um, and Kingsman, the Secret Service. And British TV jobber. Yeah, he's a British TV jobber, but Kingsman is a movie franchise. Yeah. Um, it's Taron Edgerton is a spy, which Charles Vandervart has never been cast in because William is the worst spy, spy in the history. He's, he's like just full like, on Maxwell Smart territory. Don't do this. Like, this yeah. Don't make not, this guy a spy. This is not a skill set he possesses. No. This is definitely something he got from Lord John, not from Jamie. <laughs> if you remember, Jamie and Lord John met when Lord John was like a little kid. Um, <laughs> That's right. Right? And they tricked him into thinking that they were threatening to rape a respectable British. British lady, Claire. Um, they gave him the old flim flam, <laughs> and Claire's very mad about it. Uh, but they trick him into telling him everything, and then they go off and steal all the cannons. Mm-hmm. This is to to make it perfectly clear in a language Julie will understand. Uh, Lord John is indirectly responsible for the scene where Jamie crawls into the tent with uh, dirt all over his face, That's right? Mm. And then they don't fuck. I was so mad. Oh. What a missed opportunity. Truly. Well, that's really, this is because you've got a chimney sweep fantasy. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yeah. But who among us? <laughs> you know. Um, 
So she sees Willie. Oh, wait. So Walter Woodcock. Walter Woodcock. Great job, Toby. Yeah. He. Ba- ba- say it again. Uh, Toby, I am thinking it's Bakare. B A K A R E. Um, Toby Bakare. Once again, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, very salute. charming, great performance, extremely handsome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. He's so very so handsome. Um, he dies, folks. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically just several scenes of him being charming as he prepares to die. And then mm-hmm. he dies, and Claire's sad. I can't wait to meet his wife. Yes. So what also happens to Claire in this time is there's another red coat that comes to give her the nice cop routine. And he's kind of like weirdly hot too. And he's nice to her, brings her all the herbs and shit, and then gives her some brandy. Or was that Willie that gave her the brandy? It was was this guy, right? The blonde guy. Compliments of Willie. Yeah. Compliments Compliments of of Willie. Willie. Now they made a big fucking deal about this brandy and it made it feel like there was something wrong with the brandy, right? Like you. Sure. It was the way that they set it up. I thought for sure that he like peed in it or something. something. Yeah. But no, it was just brandy. They just made a big deal out of it. Did it feel, did you have any... Like when she took it, were you like, don't drink that? It came from a... I took it more as Willie continues to be bad at spying because not only did he go, psst, the food's a few days away. (laughs) That might, that might impact your strategy as you stay here in the fort. And then to be like, hey, buddy, go give this stuff to this lady who saved my father's life. And here's, and that's why I'm giving a fancy, like, don't, what? No. Here are all of my connections. And yes, I'm spelling that with like an X in the middle. Connections. Like, what? he's bad at spying. Yes, he's, he's bad very, at spying. very bad at spying. Why not just like tuck the flask like in between the, the herbs. herbs? Yeah. It's it's really weird. But the the on the upside, this young man is very handsome. He clearly gives Claire the, the sex old, size. The old sex size. Um, and he hands over a fat bag of herbs and some booze and some water and some bandages and then he's like sorry about the food we can't do anything about that it's there we isn't don't any, any. <laughs> yeah sorry um and she is like still got it or at least i would be um he's she says how did you know it was me how did you recognize me and he says uh ransom said to look for the Curly, curly wig, curly wig, curly wig, ordering people about like a sergeant, sergeant major. major. And Very charming. Because in this interaction, she opened a little gate and straight up just let like four people out and gave them orders to do things. And no one fucking stopped her mm-hmm. because boss bitch, boss mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she's out wandering about at her leisure because at this point she has basically just taken over Fort Tycon. Like Jamie thought he was going to take over Fort Tycon by himself. But no, actually Claire did, folks. Um, she's the general now um and she's wandering around when all of a sudden she sees a very familiar looking young man Mm. could that be my nephew um because while claire was healing some people and not Mm -hmm. healing some others because they because there was nothing she could do it's not her fault um Jamie and Ian are um, sneaking up in the woods, confabbing, trying to figure out a way to get in. And Jamie's, Jamie's like, like okay. I'll take it. I'll take Fort Ticonderoga by myself. Tonight, mm-hmm. I'm going to take this fort that I previously said was pretty much impenetrable, except for this one hill, which, by the way, I was right, but then I shot a cannon at it. That was a bad idea. Sorry, my bad. Um, I'm just going to take it. I'll take it by I'll myself. It. And Ian goes, Uncle, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> um, Uncle. I, it's the they're allied with the Mohawk. They'll think I'm on their side. They'll think I'm an ally. I'll go. And finally, he's like, Okay. All right. Thanks, Ian. Growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buddy says, but I can create a distraction, but I'll need your bow. 
I'll be needing to borrow that bow. <laughs> um, so Ian has shown up. He says, we're going to wait until Bleda and I'm come to get you and we're going to leave. And uh, Willie shows up. Willie shows up, sees him and says, Murray, my debt to you. I'm grateful for the money and also for you bringing me to the house of that extremely hot young woman and mm-hmm. her also hot brother. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm in your service at your debt. Blah, duh, blah, honor. And Ian is very warm to him but also is like and he just kind of like bing, 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 tiptoes away and then all of a sudden you hear William go wait a minute did you say that you were the Fraser's Ridge and she's a Fraser's Ridge and rebel in Egypt William is every Spider-Man pointing at he has has very warm feelings towards Claire, who he remembers vividly for having saved his dad's life. Lovely. Um, he has very warm feelings towards Ian. It takes him way too long to put together that they're related. And then he's like, why yeah, you ought to? Yeah. And Ian and Claire are like, no, you ought you should not. not. You ought not to. <laughs> not. No, no. You not a. <laughs> you, what you should do is turn the other fucking way and we'll be gone. And finally, William is like, Life for life. Fine, fine. We're square. We're quits now. Not you, Claire. You saved my dad's life. That is very important to me. So you are still cool. But you, Ian, we are no longer cool. Quits. Yeah, quits. But they're digging latrines and there's a hole in the fence. See Don't fall in the latrine like I did in the book. Bye. And so they escape. Yeah, they escape. Thanks to a distraction. Oh my For god! Fucking Archer of Sugarloaf over here, am I right? <laughs> Jamie is out in the woods. Yeah, with, he's not even on Sugarloaf. He's just Ian's in the woods. Yeah. Bo, he cannot see into the fort. My best guess is because they spent enough time there, he just happens to know there's a fucking wagon full of hay. In I the have a different it. theory. I think he was like, I need to know where to to fire this. Let me just take a nap. And he psychic dreamed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. And then he just raises a flaming arrow in the air and a perfect arc, boosh, fucking bullseye in the middle of a pile of hay. Like, come on. <laughs> it's not the fiery cross. <laughs> It's the fiery wagon. Uh, and all the British are running around like, oh, sup? It's on fire, sup? Clarinian deuces. So they go. They have a, a reunion that is um, appealingly nonchalant. It's like, how many times do I have to do this, Claire? Yeah. I love you so much. Please, please but stop. But Claire's I'm even so- like, this one's, n- this one's not on me. I... I just tried to help I didn't, people. Listen, I didn't try to get out on my own because I knew you'd be coming. So everybody's grown. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when Claire is like, by the way, your son gave me some booze. He's nice. And Jamie says, tell me about him later. later. Let's go. His face when uh, she tells him. Mm-hmm. So, good. It's so good. Sam, great job. Great yeah. Job. Both of them. Very good. All of the Juicy. William stuff in this episode, everybody involved. Many thumbs up. Yeah. That little Charles Vandervart. Mm-hmm. Vandervart. He, uh, he's so good. He's very good and he's very well cast. Yeah. And he is exactly enough of a dope. Like, you can tell that that is a young man of intelligence and absolutely no guile. Like, that person should never be a spy. Right. He is incredibly gullible. 
If he were talking to Rob Cameron, he would have been like, why don't you come over now? Just hop in the car. Have I told you about time travel? (laughs) Like he's not, he's not good at this. It makes me wonder why they're giving him the spy gig. I think that's a good question, Julie. Oh, because they want to make him a patsy? I don't know. Uh, But let me ask this. Do you get good vibes from his spy boss? Absolutely not. The only vibes I get from his spy boss is this man knows how to drag out lighting a pipe (laughs) into a full 45 second bit. And it was fun to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's uh, when William we're going back a little bit, but when William finally shows up at Fort Ticonderoga, he's like, sir, sorry to be late, sir. My horse ran away from me, sir, because a snake is out to get me, sir. And then uh, (laughs) runs in the family. sir. the swamp took your letters, sir. And uh, (laughs) and spy boss is clearly like, did I underestimate this guy? Is he crafty? He says, I don't suppose you read them, tried to break the code and commit them to memory. And William goes, I would would never. You expressly told me not to. So of course not. And you can see him go, "Mm, this guy. All right. You're a fucking moron. (laughs) So the reason that they're all rebels is because they're spies. Now, that might be true. And it might not be true. William accepts it at face fucking value. Yes, he does. How is the war won? Intelligence, of which you have very little, sir. Yeah, because when, when it takes William like two times around the barn to say the word intelligence, yeah. too. He's like, intelligence? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot like, oh, spies! Like at top volume. Yes. Oh, it's because of spies! Hey, you guys here? Ding, 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 spies! Everybody in the hog pen! Spies! Um, Woo. It, it's like it's like Claire went what are you doing here with Lord Ellesmere and he went spies no sorry, <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, just, sorry. just here being a British lord mm. um, anyway he's uh, maybe not cut out for spying so this is uh, is this gonna wrap into the Benedict Arnold storyline because I know we're waiting on Benedict Arnold we are waiting on Benedict Arnold but we get another historical figure mm. in this episode Looking like, like in that costume was something else. What was his name? Daniel Morgan Daniel was the character's Morgan. name. We are, I, I, I have not had time since we watched. I'm going to do some research. I have to guess that that is a very historically accurate costume because why the fuck else would they put him in that? He looked like, I mean this as a compliment of the highest order. He looked like he was in drag as Amelia when she was turning like a really specific look, right? Like yes. clown He knew collar, he was serving. French. <laughs> He knew he was serving. Tell me I'm wrong. Okay, the thing that I was going to say before you said my name was Sexy Owl. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what? I I accept Sexy Owl. Thank you. Um, That guy is hot. Uh, He is the latest in a series of people to be like, hmm, you, you seem to have a certain set of skills. You belong to me now. Because he notices that Jamie killed a turkey with one shot through the eye. Through the eye. (laughs) A turkey? You know how small the turkey's head is? Come on! She's like, okay, you're coming with me. He goes, no, actually, I gotta go set up my tent. He's like, yeah, okay, you're coming with me. Um, And recruits him as a sniper. Fucking sniper. Okay, when this happened, I was like, great. Jamie has finally found his true calling. Just straight killing people from a distance. Just boom, pop, pop, pop. Like, how could they, I'm like, were the producers of Outlander like, how can we get this body count up? 
<laughs> Let's make him a sniper. I imagine Jamie is just going to be perched on old Sugarloaf Mountain, looking down at a sea of redcoats and humming to himself from a distance. You all look kind of like you're 25. I will not discriminate based on your age. Sure hope none of you is my son. Gonna shoot you from way up here in the eye. Like a turkey that I just ate. I am shooting you. I am shooting you. I am shooting you from a distance. his new life right. he's yeah. a sniper cool um meanwhile ian is out wandering around um looking for someone and he runs into rachel hunter who is like oh how nice Doesn't to see you rollo kind of take him there sort of yeah. kind of like follow me she Dad. says i know why you're here and he very adorably goes you do she goes yes for your favorite companion the dog and he goes right 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 the dog yeah yeah yeah. yeah Thanks, I am, you're right i am writing a novel it's true i am writing a novel <laughs> um and then they pet the dog and they touch hands julie and i fully lost our minds yeah. we were like <laughs> hands. hand acting amelia has thoughts i have an update about rachel hunter Go. Great. My dreams came true. Remember when I begged for a linguist to slide into our DMs? <gasps> a linguist Sweet. slid into our DMs last night. Yes! Excellent. Please update us on. Hold on. Are they a cunning linguist? That's a private conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Amanda Smith Miller, I'm going to read our message from our new best friend Quaker language. I'm an ancient language professor, but not a Quaker expert. So our I'm not fucking listeners are so thank you all. dope. So thank you dope. all. We have veterinarians. We have people in the fucking FBI. We have cunning linguists. We have costume experts. You know what we, we don't have, have though? A casting director. We don't have a dentist. We still need a dentist. We still need a dentist. We need a dentist. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So Amanda, tell I'm us. I'm an ancient language professor, but not a Quaker expert, so I'm not 100% sure on this. But I believe it may be also listen. So remember I was saying like, why does Rachel sometimes say thee when I would think that she would say thou? Okay, so that's what this is about. But I believe it may be the case that thee slash thou was second person singular and you was second person plural originally. So maybe that's why Rachel was switching back and forth. I have to go back and listen to specific dialogue to see if that might be the difference. And then I fawned and fawned and freaked out. Like, oh my God, my dreams have come true. Someone's led into our DMs. Um, and then <laughs> she also sent a screenshot that I have not read yet. So let's just fucking go for it let's do it okay so the screenshot is from e old wikipedia which again i refused to look up myself i wanted a linguist to do this for me and again <laughs> my dreams came true yeah. thank you amanda okay so gaelic and many others all of which maintain the use of an informal singular form of the second person in modern speech in addition the translators the king james version of the bible attempted to maintain the distinction found in biblical hebrew aramaic and koine greek k-o-i-n-e koine mm -hmm. koine Greek, between singular and plural second person pronouns and verb forms. So they used thou, thee, thy, and thine for singular, and ye, you, your, and yours for plural. Huh. Huh. Wow. Rachel, 
Makes sense to me now. Just kidding, I'll never understand why she's so sexy. <laughs> but at least I understand it's her so speed. Hot. I know she's so so hot. hot. V is fucking killing it. Yeah, Rachel. <laughs> v is killing it. Um, <laughs> it's the it's the dog petting and the fingers touching. And Rollo is like nailed it. He's <laughs> fully setting them up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like Disney movie style. Oh, yes. Like he's trying to parent trap his divorced parents. Yes. that energy. Um, also, is that a different dog than the well, Rollo? Well, it's a parent trap. He's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to tell why. <laughs> Which Haley Mills is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it does it, it. It's not. That dog doesn't look the same as I remember Rollo looking. This one looks way more like a wolf. Well, maybe this one. Maybe he just is more hungry. Um, <laughs> maybe this one is. Um, <laughs> so I just got distracted by the Duran Duran joke. Less CGI. Okay. All right. But anyway, yeah, he is enjoying it because he also likes Rachel. He oh, likes yeah. to hang out with He's Rachel. He's been sleeping in their tent or whatever with them, with the hunters. While Ian was out. Uh, and Rachel mentions, you know, I've been having a hard time sleeping. And so it was very nice having him here. And he says, well, if you ever have a hard time sleeping, you can come get the dog. You take the do- the dog will sleep with you. The dog keep you safe. The dog. The dog. The dog. 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 Rachel's like... Great penis. Sorry, dog. I meant dog. I mean, dog. <laughs> dog. Uh, it's so hot. Like really crackling. Chem- like mm-hmm. haven't seen chemistry like this since season one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sam and Claire have. Sam and Kate have loads of chemistry. Yes, constantly ongoing. But, but it's, this it's grown and changed. Damn. Mm-hmm. Like really, it's hot. It's mm-hmm. a hot, hot shit. Mm-hmm. Um. So what else from Fort Ticonderoga? We talked about Claire and the pig pen. We talked about Claire and the pig just letting people out willy-nilly. Ha-ha, <laughs> willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about Willie being a terrible spy. Talking yeah. to the guy. Uh, we talked about Jamie getting recruited as a sniper. Then they have a lovely conversation. Oh, my God, the tent scene. Yeah. Oh. I loved that scene. Yes. Um, where th- it's a mirror of when Jamie says, tell me about our daughter in um, the print shop episode. Mm-hmm. Um and so he tells her all about that's when Claire had the pictures and was like, mm-hmm. she's at the beach. And he's like, why is she My wearing? Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I was talking about. Uh, it's really, it's really lovely. Um, she says he's kind and he's stubborn and he's tall and he's um, respectful and he's a man of honor. But underneath all of that stuffy British blah, blah, there was a, a fire of a Highlander and Jamie is Soaking it all in. He loves it. And then they start talking about being a sniper. And Claire says, what are you just going to try to... Oh, he says that he's not afraid to die anymore. That man has never been afraid to die. obviously not. I'm not afraid to die anymore, but I feel like now I would be more cool with it because I've lived a lot of life. Um, All in the context of, like, why women don't start wars. Yeah. Which, for some reason, I'm heard is, why don't women make oars like (laughs) oars? And I was like... Does she also hate boats? Um, <laughs> uh, so women, they, they, they take more with them when they leave. Bloody blah. Who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. Um, they start talking about being a sniper and Claire says, they, he says he would feel bad killing a 25 killing year old young men who haven't had to have all the life experience he's had. Mm-hmm. And Claire says, what are you going to just like not kill dudes if they look like they're under 25. And, and in goes, a moment that I feel was a shout Julie out to us too. got up and left the room. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> she when he was just like walked out of the room. <laughs> I'll kill him. Oh, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. 
I'm like, was that to us? Um, she's like, good, good. Because I don't want you to just not kill people because they I'll look like them. they're under 25. Mm-hmm. Don't, no question. I'll kill them. From a distance. <laughs> From a distance. <laughs> uh, it's a really good little scene. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Roger dancing in his kitchen and then spotting the Nuckleby, who mm-hmm. is not Graham McTavish. Yeah. All right. Well, we kind of hauled ass through that one. Did we miss anything? I'm Amelia, sure we did. Can you think of something? Uh, I wrote some things down from the crowd cast. Uh, uh, several oh, people Falbrew. noted, yeah, you got to talk about Falbrew. Mm-hmm. Several people noted um, that they would have a hard time having Roger as a teacher because he's so good looking. Mm-hmm. And Liz specifically said that it would have to be like an Indiana Jones moment and she would have I love you written on her eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great. Uh, everyone also wanted to applaud Jamie letting Ian go into Fort Ticonderoga on his behalf as growth. Picture mm-hmm. the Natasha yes. Rothwell gif. Um, that was good. Um uh, someone called Charles, uh, or called William, the actor playing William, Charles Vander Hot Pants. Ooh. <laughs> I thought that was nice. That's good. Um, and then it, the history nerds were very excited about Daniel Morgan and his sexy owl costume. <laughs> <laughs> a sexy owl. I mean, sexy fully, barn owl. Fully owns a clown suit. Oh, no, it's, it's sexy quail, the little red hat. I was, I said owl, I meant to say, I should have said quail. It's a sexy quail. It's a sexy quail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You My, can I have do own sexy a owl. Amelia like fully has like a white clown outfit with a collar, mm-hmm. like the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she, if you put fringe on that thing, she could definitely just be an extra. Yeah. <laughs> Except for women who don't make oars. Right. <laughs> um, you want so, to talk about Falbrow? Yes. Claire brews a concoction for uh, Mr. Woodcock to ease the pain Which in his was lungs. Ginger. Garlic and cayenne. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's not exactly my foul brew TM, and that is spelled F O U L B R E W E. Foul brew. <laughs> brew yourself a cup of chamomile tea. This is for any time you have any kind of respiratory problem, like stuffy nose, sore throat, and, and cough. Brew yourself a cup of chamomile tea, and when it's done steeping, pour in a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, preferably with the mother, a tablespoon of honey, and like this much cayenne, like a little pinch of cayenne. Stir it up. If I can drink that shit, you will feel better. Truth. And I put ginger in it before, too. Uh, Just Julie like has muddle it personally down brought me foul brew when I've been sick, and I can vouch for it being a potent oh. and most foul brew. Yeah, it, but it, it tastes funky. It tastes like, I mean, if you like vinegar, it's not a big deal, but it's very vinegary. But the honey coats your throat, and it just, the cayenne kind of like opens up your capillaries and your fucking, anyway, foul brew, y'all are welcome. Allison, Allison, talk to me over here where Julie can't hear us. Okay, Allison. Yeah. All right. I'm concerned that Julie's wet. <laughs> She's not. She's just terrible at time travel. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we're back. Yay. Hi, Julie. Oh, where did wow. you guys go? That was so weird. <laughs> All right. Do we do scales for this one? Yeah, of course we do scales for this one. Uh, Amelia, do you have any closing thoughts? We did not watch together, so I don't know what struck you the most. No, we, we hit it, and I just really needed to uh, share our message from our new friend, Amanda the Linguist. So, yes, yes that's yeah. fun. The true reason for this season. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Carry on. Carry on with um, All right. So, let's do the getting up to get a beer scale. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do on a scale from the, the like the classic um, Ken Burns <laughs> Ken baseball, baseball <laughs> um, to Ken Burns is a category on Jeopardy. <laughs> 
I would not leave during the Jeopardy. Yeah, no, you're never. right. That's an excellent high end of the scale. Um, I would not leave. I love when the Jeopardy category writers get kind of punchy. My two recent favorites are one that I sent to Amelia. She then sent me a video of herself running through her apartment to tell Jeff that he had to watch Jeopardy because every category was named for a Stephen Sondheim musical. None of them were about Sondheim. Wow. But it was like a comedy tonight, a little night music. Um, Holy yeah, shit. Beans. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it was, they were all, it was very funny. That's hilarious. Merrily We Roll Along mm. was one, I think. It, it was, um, anyone can whistle. I don't fucking know. It was fun. The other one, <laughs> the other, <laughs> the other one was lines from the Nicole Kidman AMC speech. Really? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> the it was, movies we, we come to-, to this place. For magic, I oh my think. God. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Jeopardy. Let me see if I can find exactly what it was, because I laughed so hard. <laughs> AMC, to Nicole, care, Kidman. To feel. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim. I'm, I just want you to know that was from memory. Folks. Yeah, why do you have our monologue memory? Okay, here we go. Jeopardy pays homage to Nicole Kidman's AMC ad. It's we come to this place for dot 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 magic. <laughs> the visual of the two categories right next to each other on the board is hilarious. Uh, it, it was very very funny. That's funny. Okay, so oh, it was his holiday. W- oh my god, I'm so glad I read this article. Now host, this is the wrap. Now host Ken Jennings has claimed credit for the winking titles, tweeting Friday morning that it was his holiday wish to sneak them on air. This was my fault, and I want to thank the very indulgent and talented Jeopardy writers who made my holiday wish come true. <laughs> wow. Oh, to be clear, it's because it was we come to this place for magic. Nicole Kidman says. Wow. And then the last category was wow. Nicole Kidman says. Ken Jennings. Anyway, so yes, on a scale of Ken okay. Burns baseball to Ken Burns is a category on Jeopardy. Um, getting up to get a beer. Well, I think I could have. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really want to. I, I wasn't moved to. There was an, I, It didn't lose my interest, but there were. it, it was a little bit more chock-a-block. It was a relaxed pace. Yes. Um... What's a movie that I've watched that I'd be like, whatever, I'll go, I'll go get a beer. Ken Burns Prohibition. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I will go get a beer during that. It makes me fucking thirsty. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, Amelia, do you have one? Um, yeah, I would put it at um, waiting during like the first round of Jeopardy to get to the categories you actually care about and you're watching them clear out a different category and you're just like, God damn it. Yeah. Like over. they're just only doing geography and rivers yeah. and, yeah. and there's another category <laughs> that's like TV themes. Yes, yes. Yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, great. Great. Uh, I'm going to say, well, well, I w- was going to make a pledge drive joke, but that's not actually accurate. I didn't want to get up. Um, I'm going to say Ken Burns country. Is that the, about country music? Yes. I haven't watched that one. Is it good? It's good. It's but long. long. Mm. And there's a, like, I didn't ever want to get up, but nor Slow was I pace. worried that if I did want to get up, I would miss anything. Right. Okay. Great. Um, okay. Now, costumes. Mm-hmm. On a scale of sexy owl <laughs> to quail. sexy quail. Oh, okay. okay. Owl quail. Owl quail. Mm-hmm. Where would you put the continually righteous costumes from this episode i'm gonna put it square on car wash (laughs) (laughs) as a friend of mine once said 
That's not fringe. That's a car wash. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to put it at... um, At uh, used car sale inflaty guy with arms. (laughs) What are those things called? (laughs) That guy. What about you? Uh, I'm going to put it at uh, juvenile cardinal is molting and hasn't fully turned red yet. (laughs) Mm. But you know it's going to get real sexy soon. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's That's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And then uh, the doing it scale. Mm. Hand flex. Hand flex, that's right. Yeah, hand flex. You're right. Yeah. Nailed it. Pride and Prejudice. Joe writes Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Boom. Hondo P. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, who is your golden pamphlet for this episode? I feel like, once again, we've got options. Man. I wish I would have written his name down. Toby Barquet. Barquet. Uh, Barquet. Toby Barquet. That's mine. Good choice. Yes. Sound choice. Yeah. What about you, Amelia? I'm going to give it to Roger. Richard Rankin. He, Richard Rankin, I cannot physically roll my R's, but I wish I could. He, like, lifted a car off a baby with that, like, facial expression at the end. Like, that alone. Take it. Take that golden Mm -hmm. pamphlet. It was very Jean Valjean. (laughs) Like, he really, he fully was like, I can lift this whole cart full of hay Mm -hmm. um, and thus give away my identity and my secrets and be very bad at hiding in plain sight. Yes. He is Jean Valjean, <laughs> prisoner two four six one. Excellent. Um, well, to uh, spread the wealth a little bit, I'm gonna go ahead and pick our favorite terrible spy, uh, William Lord Ellesmere. William Ransom, Lord Ellesmere, um, plays by Charles Vander Halpins. Yeah. Um, because that guy is just screaming. <laughs> I am a lovely person and you can absolutely fool me. Mm-hmm. Fool me once and then and fool, fool me, me again. again. Yes. <laughs> and then keep on fooling me until I go, wait, wait a, a minute. minute. <laughs> oh boy. Not, not the brightest. Um, he ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> Hey now, you're a red coat. <laughs> I'd like to give one more shout out to yes. his spy boss though and the the pipe loading. Mm-hmm. Just, it was good pipe loading. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. gotta get that in there. Hey now, you're a spy boss. Get your pipe lit. Spy things. <laughs> Um, I think that's going to do it for us, folks. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one important question, though. Amelia, tell us about the Fife music that people are about to hear, because I have not listened yet. Uh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> the theme of this episode is I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry to Scotland, first of all. I'm just sorry to Scotland. Um, I watched a Rick Steves episode about Glasgow and its treasures, and that was my inspiration for what tune I should play on the Fife. Um, and by Fife, I mean the recorder that I think is maybe I filled up the spit valve too much or something because that thing was like falling apart, and making weird whistles. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yes, excellent. I can't wait to hear. It. I did like four takes and then went. I have neighbors. <laughs> I cannot afford to take do another take. So you got the take you got, folks. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Like Roger being confronted with his manuscript about the ins and outs of time travel. <laughs> You get you get the take you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the take is... Yeah! yeah that's the dick. Novel. <laughs> yeah. A music. Yeah! <laughs> that's, I meant it to... 
I'm sure it sounds useful. <laughs> okay, we will be back next week with... We have to talk about that, actually. Oh, we'll make it work. We'll yeah. be back. It might be, heads up, that next week's episode might be a day or two later. Mm-hmm. Um, and be- no crowdcast, maybe. Yeah. Um, although maybe we could, if I, but keep, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, stay tuned. But we will be back next week to talk about the episode that I am most excited about based on title alone. What's the title? Episode seven, A Practical Guide for Time Travelers. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopee! <laughs> Bye. 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 What excellent content. I mean, month after month, we just keep killing it. Yes, yes, and somehow this bit... Not old yet. Um, <laughs> not to me. Okay, but this is important because we're recording this, our, our monthly live, um, in person, in person, with our dear friend Amelia. Um, so we've decided to uh, make it a musical moment, um, as she is wont to do, uh, but we haven't planned anything at all. So... Um, Amelia, what do you want to play? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I do best, quote, big air quotes, best, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you all just, like, shove random requests at me, and then I just let the Lord take the wheel. Okay. All right. Well, let's do, let's pick one. Julie, you can pick one. And then if that, like, flails out halfway through our list, Very I'll pick a different one. So you've got options. Julie, okay. go ahead. What, what should she start with? Well, based on um, the season of the Drunk Cast so far, I'm going to go ahead and go with the theme from DuckTales. Great. Okay, I accept. Perfect. Okay. A little, a little butt jewels. All right. So will you start playing and then I start the spiel? Or do you want me to start the spiel and then you start playing? Start the spiel and I'm going to absent myself across the room so I don't take okay. over all the sound. Hold scale. on though. Hold on okay. though. Because we have to choose backup song. And oh I yeah. I think if, if slash when <laughs> the DuckTales theme bottoms out, uh, I'm going to suggest... Um, uh, it's all coming back to me now. Except Happy Canada Day to Celine Dion. Okay. Perfect. Great. All right. Okay. All right. Let's let Amelia get Amelia, placed. you go ahead. Let me get my script. Uh, th- this is one of my, fa- I'm going to say this real briefly. This is one of my favorite times of year because when Outlander comes back, we get some new patrons, um, and some of our new patrons have come correct with some names. I'm very excited to hear it. Great. Let's All right. do it. Amelia, you ready? Here we go. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on facebook.com slash podlandercast, on Instagram at podlandercast. You can find all of our excellent shit there. <laughs> you can also find us at podlanderpresents.com, where you can find all sorts of information about all of our truly excellent shows. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to the show right now. We want to thank all of you for listening, but we especially <laughs> want to thank our patrons. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash podlanderjunkcast, where you can support the show, join the Slack, get early episode access, and access our bonus content. <laughs> Thanks to all of our patrons. Thank you. You all make it possible for us to do this bullshit. <laughs> My old note is you like O'Doyle rule. I missed that one, but I'm not going to say it again. 
This show is produced by Allison Shoemaker and Julie Starbird, edited by Julie Starbird, other stuff by Allison Shoemaker. Our artwork is by Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura. Our cover songs are performed by Amelia Ham on the Loose Bazelle, as you can hear in the background. And who's also our social media maven. And also does great social media work for us. Thank you, Amelia. And now to Allison to really deeply thank our patrons. Uh, DuckTales lasted five seconds. I just want to go on record as saying that. Uh, so we're still in Celine land. And we're in the chorus. <laughs> Keep it up. Um, it's uh, the nights were, were so cold. Um, so. There we go. There it is. We want to thank all of our patrons, but especially the following lovely folks. Katie the Jorte Fishwife. Mindy Newell, Rachel Ravel, Brenda, <laughs> Allison King, Doc JWS, Chekhov's ointment. I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. Sydney Taylor, Maddie Perkins, Snazzynack, Lisa Brianne, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Jen Collins, Tina Barnett, Nicole Rodriguez, Kristen Freckles, Fury, Ham on the Loose. That's him on the loose, guys. Uh, Liz and Tinkerbell, Terry Welch, Rochelle LaFever, Amanda Smith, Jerry Hertel, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Kelly Mazella, Chantel Salters, <laughs> Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Polkowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCurry, Julie DeToy, Jen Lynn, Candy Bodden, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, Elizabeth Young, and Kiki the Wise. We love y'all so much. Thank you for making it possible for us to do this stupid show. Zuh. 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 All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds. Jesus Christ! It'll be fine. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. Really, big monster? Zero irony. We're surrounded by cavemen. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette in 415 million BC. Where are we? Space. Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com. It's the last dance. The last dance. Oh, I turned it on. We're on. We're going. I couldn't let last dance go without recording it. Tonight. Put that on at the end, like um, like Midnight Burger is doing. Inexplicably. Just, just drop it in. All right, I will.